Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to another episode of Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast based in the UK. I'm Rick Palmer, and for this episode, I'm joined as ever by my good friends Will Turland, hello, Gemma Turland, hello, and Rick Everson, hello. Now, for the past ooh, ten episodes, we've done uh, an episode review each week of Star Trek Picard, but now Picard has finished basically so we're going back to our more usual format of i'm choosing a theme about which which star trek represents and and episodes that represent that theme so we're back to our normal way of doing episodes guys yeah and we were thinking i was going to say although we're still doing this remotely Mm. because we're in the midst of uh coronavirus lockdown yeah yeah so we're doing it over the over the internet and that is what's inspired our theme for this episode which is episodes which feature the outbreak of a virus yeah and uh originally we would we were only going to do a couple of episodes but we got carried Um, away yeah we did get carried away because and and also like confused over which episodes (laughs) we were watching (laughs) I think mostly, mostly the latter of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always <laughs> usually our episodes sort of evolve organically through a combination of bad planning and miscommunication, <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely the case here. Indeed. We should have discovered that actually, from all the episodes we watched, we were really close to having one episode from every um, series of of. Like I mm. guess the old series of Star Trek pre two thousand and nine Star Trek, yeah. And we just made a little extra effort to um, cover. Uh, it was DS nine that was the one we were missing, mm. and we covered yeah. that. Now we we can cover um, all of the different series. We've got one episode well, from each series, I guess. Apart from well, yeah, except for the animated series and Cisco. Mm. Well, we, I, I, uh, Gemma, I think you found her qualified uh, what I said by saying pre two thousand and nine. Yes, but then you went on to say every. <laughs> well, so you know, you're giving mixed messages. I'm going to go all right. I'm going to go in the edit. I'm going to cut out the <laughs> bit where I say every, and then you all look like you're trying to gaslight me. <clears throat> well, in fact, it was that would literally be a Is case it, of me gaslighting. gaslighting me? Yeah, yeah. The irony being, <laughs> yeah. I, I worry about you abusing your editing powers sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that bit's getting cut out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was really struck by how, how awesome your editing powers. I was really impressed with that. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, these these episodes we're going to talk about. Yeah, I I was thinking, could we? Because we haven't really necessarily got time to go through every episode and sort of break down exactly what happens yeah. which in minute detail which is what we would usually do mm. um, yeah i was but thinking we probably could... will end up doing something similar <laughs> we almost definitely because... will end up doing that because <laughs> yeah. i've just said we shouldn't do that <laughs> Vi- i always talk about what the episode is and what the mm-hmm. virus is in mm. it mm. and whether it is actually a virus or because not. there is one that 
definitely isn't a virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was my suggestion, and um, <laughs> as all, as often when we do ten yeah. backward podcasts, my suggestion is the one that doesn't actually properly fit what we've suggested. <laughs> what the theme but yeah so at, well i suppose um going at like star trek chronology mm. um the episode of enterprise mm-hmm. <clears throat> that i'd called out as a as a kind of virus episode is an episode called impulse and um in that episode the the crew come across a uh like a sort of a uh, a ghost ship. Mm. Um it's a Vulcan ship. It's on a wonk. It's on a wonk. Mm. Um some bits missing. Yeah. Oh, I I was really struck by how, how awesome that ship looked. Yeah. Yeah. There's, right. there's literally massive pieces of the hull plating missing and you see mm-hmm. like quite intricate um webbing of support structures and bits of deck. It's just really it looks awesome. Mm. I was really impressed with that. And of course, it's it's an HD, isn't it? Enterprise, so it's um, mm. yeah, it's really nice. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, so they find this ship and they go and investigate. And um, basically, the whole Vulcan crew have been turned into rage zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the 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 bulk of the episode is kind of a it's like a zombie movie. Yeah. Which is what made me think of it in terms of look, of doing a sort of virus outbreak. Yes, and also one of the yeah, because one of the crew is Paul is infected by yeah. the thing. So, Effe- yeah, she's a- affected. She- yeah, she's Let's effectively. Um, it's like she's been bitten by a zombie, yeah. and she is slowly turning into a yeah. into a rage yeah. zombie. Um, it's the asteroid, theory, but, isn't it? It's the it's, exp- yes. it's prolonged exposure to... Well, it's it's yeah. Trillium D, oh, isn't it? Trillium D, yeah. Yeah. Which they were trying to use to shield themselves from the anomalies in the expanse. Yes. Mm. But it has the bizarre side effect of, of zombifying just Vulcans. Yeah. It's a yeah. Neuro- neurotoxin, mm. which um, mm. makes them... It, it, it has like, it has a it has a, an odd kind of array of effects. That's right, because they because I think the the idea is that um, like they can't suppress their emotions yeah. anymore, so they kind of become rage zombies. But, but as, as you, also, yeah, mm. but it also affects their skin. It affects yeah. their skin. They it look affects, crazy. Yeah, they look crazy. They can't they can't walk properly. They're all kind of zombified. Yeah, but they do have higher reasoning. Because, except when they don't. Except when they don't. <laughs> except when they're faced with a big hole in the ground. Right. So they can they can reason enough to poison the air in the room. Mm, that the that, enterprise, that the crew, enterprise are hiding crew are hiding. Yeah. In, but mm. they can't face a big hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so. it. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, the the episode is a little bit inconsistent in terms of what the effects of that uh, mm. rate of that sort of virus it is but, but, but to would... quote alan partridge zomb- zombies by their very nature are inconsistent <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've made a very good point these are a, these are, these are a kind these yeah. are a kind of zombie <laughs> <laughs> 
that, no, that that's true though, because these are if you if you're thinking of them in terms of zombies, they they're fast zombies, aren't they? Mm. Which a lot yeah. of zombie uh, connoisseurs would oh, be angry at. Yes, but not I'm, not a fan of the fast zombie. I'm okay with the fast zombie though. You know, depends on how good yeah. the film is right. that, that the fast zombie is in. But they well, they're kind of they're not they're they're halfway between a slow and a fast zombie. Yeah, they're walking at an yeah, I miss the zombie I miss is our voodoo zombies. I feel like we haven't seen a voodoo zombie <laughs> in about eighty years, maybe even more. Yeah. I think there might be reasons for that. If, oh, they would have done voodoo zombies in TNG they if they have. could have done. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely in the first few seasons. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that that's what the that's what the uh, uh, quotation fingers virus is. In impulse, but it's it's not actually a virus, is it? It's exposure to trillium D. Just sorry, just going back to the inconsistency. I think this episode also highlights another inconsistency that Trek has had almost, oh, ironically, almost consistently since yeah. um, TOS, in that Vulcan strength isn't shown to be as incredibly yeah. superior to humans as it as it always was. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, TOS yeah. made a big thing that Spock was like super strong, and Kirk had absolutely no hope against him. Um, but yeah, then since then, like Tuvok was never shown to have particularly superhuman strength in Voyager. No, and Archer and Reed don't have a great deal of trouble fighting off Holding, yeah. these Vulcans. They so. <clears throat> they do with the, the phaser, the stun setting on the phaser mm. are, are quite ineffective mm. against the Vulcans. But for some reason, if you just smack them in the face, uh, they go down like a regular person, person. would. Yeah. Um, so that's weird. <laughs> the face is very hurty. Yeah. But uh, I no, I I did think there was a there was didn't someone get thrown or something? There was. During some hand to hand combat, there was. there was a little hint towards it. I yeah, think. I think yeah. I think there was a point where he, the, one of the Makos literally got chucked across the room, and I was a bit yeah. like, "That's odd," because earlier they, um, you know, Archer had no trouble like breaking off uh, when one of these guys grabbed him. So, uh, mm. Yeah, and there's a one one time when Archer gives one a right good kicking mm. in a hallway, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, it's funny because they um, they're really careful to have the phases on stun mm. through the whole episode because they're they're pretty sure that they can save them. Yeah. Like they're they're very conscious of the fact that these are, um, you people. know, these are people, yeah. and they want to try and um, save them from this virus. But um, uh, towards the end, yeah. they telephone Doctor Flux, and he's like, "Nope." <laughs> Nothing can be done. You're like, are you? Are you sure? I mean, how much have you looked at? He's like, no. <clears throat> and like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> what about the Vulcan crew? Flux, do you read me? I'm afraid there's nothing we can do for the others. They've been exposed for too long. The neurological damage is irreversible. They're dying, Captain. They, weirdly, they still keep their phases on stun. Um, and I, I felt like that was just an excuse so that they could have the ship blow up at the end and it would be cool because there'd be an explosion. <laughs> Which it was cool. It was cool, yeah. I don't um, know, though. I think they're, they're, I think it, it shows, um, to to be kind, it shows a resistance towards killing. I think yeah. That's, yeah. that's fair enough. Hmm, um, but... If they can s- stop them 
without actually killing them. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also Doctor Fox gives up way too easily sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He maybe he was on his, you know, maybe he was just really tired. Mm. But I, I was thinking this. Um, so this outbreak, it, none of the Vulcans who were infected survive, except mm. for T'Pol, because she's infected, but she they get her back to the ship in time to yeah. be able to to deal with it. So um, I think it's something like 120 crew on that ship, all dead. Mm. Mm. So it, it's pretty lethal, <clears throat> this one. Yeah. Um, compared with some of the other episodes that, that we're looking at. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know we've kind of like ripped a lot of it apart there, mm. but it's actually a really good episode. Mm. It's it's lots of I can totally I... see why you picked it with the very thin premise of this of it fitting mm. into virus things when it really kind of doesn't. But it's a great episode. It's really really enjoyable as a take on zombie it's... movie stuff. It's so well done. I, I think it's a great action episode. I mm. think it's you could criticize it and say it's a little thin on story. Although I really like all the, the like the character stuff that that T'Pol gets in this episode, but it's like it's pretty thrilling, I think, from, yeah. from start to end. And not only have you got the action on on the deserted Vulcan ship and the sort of horror element, you've got a pretty exciting B story with the. Um... Okay, you didn't think that was exciting. <laughs> There's like a little asteroid chase sequence and. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the shuttle gets damaged, and I, I just thought it was, I guess, coming out of um, watching uh, 10 episodes of Star Trek Picard, which which I really, really enjoyed, but I, I did find was quite slow-paced sometimes. Mm. This this was like a completely different kind of Star Trek. <laughs> mm. Although, oddly, I, I think when you say it's very thin on story, in a way, it's kind of... In the context, this is obviously one part of the larger series arc for the Zindi. Mm. Yeah. And so while, while there isn't much in this 45 minutes, there's threads laid here, particularly around the Trellium D and the effect of it on Vulcans mm. and that, that knock-on effect through the rest of um, the series. Mm. And in fact, yeah. into the next one, because Arch is questioned pretty hard when they get back to Earth about what he did to this, what the final fate of the Slayer. So... Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Just, yeah, I do mm. like because a lot I, of things. There's no reset button on this. Yes, and yeah. yes, as you say, Rick. I, I, but yeah, the repercussions of this episode. Mm. Yeah, and we 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 end we end the episode on a pretty nightmarish mm. sequence where Topol is off to movie night, and you think uh, she, yeah, it, it's almost like she she's sort of still infected and. Mm. Um, and it's a dream sequence, but it's like it's it's quite a horrifying one, mm. and it's like it's a real it's a dark ending that they they could only do on a show like Enterprise, where you know there is the continuity to sort of follow that up, um, and that that that's something I think that's really good about this this episode is that the yeah the consequences go into the rest of the series. Mm. Do you think we should should we should we talk about um, the the next episode in in sort of Star Trek uh, timeline continuity, yeah, which I guess is the original series episode that we looked at, the Naked Time, Excellent. the Naked yeah. Time. So uh, 
Yeah, uh, Rick, you, you'd watch this episode, hadn't you? Because I think we were talking about The Naked Now, but but you'd watch The Naked Time instead. Yeah, I I, we were like, I told you guys I'd watch <laughs> The Naked Now, but I'd watch The Naked Time. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's all right. and I had to watch The Naked Now. Cause, but yeah. And um, I, yeah, and I had to watch The Naked Time. <laughs> the, the, yeah, The Naked Time is it's about the fifth episode of the first season of the original series. Um, um, and... It's it's really good. It's an it's an excellent episode. I thought it mm. it kind of opens where the Enterprise is going to a planet to meet up with this a team that's observing the um, the destruction of this planet. This planet is is pretty old and its star has died and it's in its death throes basically. But they find that the science team is all they're all dead and they all seem to have either given up and just stopped doing stuff and frozen to death or. There are, like there's a bizarre there's a range of bizarre deaths basically, and yeah. someone's in the shower with their clothes on. Nutty. Yeah, which, and which, which made me chuckle because it was like that's that's the nuttiest possible thing <laughs> <laughs> that someone could sharing with your clothes. It is nutty though. <laughs> it is a nutty thing to do. Better look for yourself, Mister Spark. One man was taking a shower fully clothed. This this but the opening has a pretty good it has a pretty good. Um, set up for procedures in an event like this because Spock and another guy who I think is called like Tor- Tormelin or something his surname's is like Joe Tormelin or something mm. so him and Spock beam down in hazmat suits or Star Trek versions of hazmat suits and all's going very well even yeah which is, which is way more sensible than just like in TNG that um, they just go down in the regular the uniforms mm. wouldn't they but there's a baby There's a bit where um, uh, this this he's not really a red shirt because he well he does die, but um, um, <laughs> he he gets an itchy nose and he takes his glove off to scratch his nose, yeah. and it's just a it's just a health and safety nightmare basically. Mm. Like it's, yeah, but it does have yeah, a nice someone... there's, a, there's a nice scene where he kind of puts his hand around like an the iced up console or something, and you see a sort of a stop animation image of this red. Well, I guess it's the this red thing touch his hand and infect him, and I like that. It had a nice Ooh, touch, and all nice. the yeah, all the visuals, cool all the visuals. Um, at, the, at, the, at this point of the episode, I thought were really well done. It's it's creepy. It's a it's a really creepy beginning to an episode. It's it's, and um, mm. which all of these episodes I found had mm. at some point. They're quite they're quite ominous. They have that sort of sort of horror esque disaster outbreak movie kind of vibe to them, um, which they should have yeah. considering what they're about. But, but yeah, <laughs> but you know, and it, and then it goes through the the standard thing where they know that they need to kind of make sure that it doesn't get on the ship, but it does. Um, and in the, na- in the Naked the naked Time and The Naked Now are pretty similar in terms of what happens. It's, but I think The Naked Time mm. tries to stay a bit more serious. Goofy stuff happens in both episodes, but I think that there's a point in The Naked Now where they just go more into the goofiness, whereas, mm. whereas in The mm. Naked Time, um, you know, it's more serious. It feels more serious basically yeah but it, it's like it is the same virus isn't it pretty much yeah uh, i think um 
or at least it's the same it's the same the same symptoms and they even reference this episode in uh, the naked net it's the same phenomenon isn't it it seems tied to both episodes are tied to sort of um events happening in space like astronomical events so in the naked time it's the it's the destruction of a planet and in the naked now it's a a star's there's a star about to die i think Mm. yeah yeah and that does something that's not real and that does something to the blood chemistry it starts to create alcohol in your blood or something right something like that Yeah. yeah Because I think in the naked now, Crusher said, oh, "It's not—it's not an infection. It's more like a an intoxication." Mm. I think Tasha's been infected too. She just left my quarters. Counselor, it's not actually an infection. Yes, sir. It's more like an intoxication. But whatever it is, she's got it. And it, yeah, it does—it does feel like it's basically the same virus. And uh, yeah, the, the the real peril comes, like you say, from the the fact that all of the crew are affected by this virus, and so they can't do their jobs properly to enable the ship to, in the naked time, they need to break orbit, mm. and that they can't. They're in a decaying orbit, and in the naked now, the um, the the sun is going to go supernova. Yeah, there's a lot of um, insubordination. Um... Basically, like low <laughs> yeah. level insubordination. No one's really. Well, in the naked time, there's one guy who's pretty violent, but all the other people just seem to be kind of goofy. Mm. So Sulu, Sulu just starts kind of attacking people in a like he's one of the three musketeers. There's an Irish. He's really shiny. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Off. <laughs> there's an Irish, There's a chap called Riley who, who just kind of becomes a sort of a goofy Irishman, basically. And start singing. Yeah, he starts yeah, singing the yeah. song really badly, um, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So, but but I did like the I did like the sense that it, things are getting out of control. It, you know, it was it has that classic kind of element to a, an outbreak story where the protagonists know what's happening and are trying to prevent it from getting worse, but it just sort of does. <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I like it where in in these sort of um something that's similar in all of the the episodes we watch is where you uh you come to a character um and they, they need to do something important and you suddenly realize that they have they are infected yes. as well mm-hmm. yeah. like, oh no <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's great it's always a great moment because it just ups the tension it's like oh no that person can't do their job now what's going to happen <laughs> The, the naked time is kind of a, it's kind of a, got a lot of uh, classic Star Trek um, stuff in it, like the whole uh, Sulu being topless with his sword, <laughs> um, and and Scotty uh, Scotty does say, "I can't change the laws of physics," <laughs> at one point, because he's trying to restart the warp engines, isn't he? And they, yeah. he can't do it in time, basically. One, um, what's quite fun with. Well, I say fun. Uh, depends on your definition of fun. But if you look at these episodes, considering all the stuff we're hearing at the moment about isolation and being careful of infection, their their quarantine methods are appalling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. For a start, we, you've referenced that the fact that someone thought when you're beaming down, it's a good idea for you guys to wear protective isolation suits. So what does Tormelin mm. do? Takes his glove off to scratch his nose ah, and puts no. his yeah. bare hand against the desk. Uh, 
idiot yeah yeah why is he how is he even passed to go down to that planet if he hasn't had any training yeah and there's i i like in how um uh certainly in the naked now because uh, it's it's geordie who gets infected first in the naked mm. now and he gets told to self-isolate mm. well he just gets told to stay in sickbay yeah within like two minutes he's just he got just up and walked off. out yeah he's <laughs> not in any way restricted. no one was even keeping an eye on him crusher walks back <laughs> in and she's like ah where's he gone what <laughs> yeah it's like lock the door bev come on <laughs> She just peeps out into the corridor and she's like, oh, he's not in the immediate vicinity outside of sickbay. Oh, well. <laughs> and then, then, then she calls her in, um, to the bridge. Yar starts getting a security team search. Shipwide search, Ricard says. It's ages till they find him. And he's literally in, in, the, in the observation line behind the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how bad are their, their shipwide search protocols? Yeah. I mean, he's a, a, yeah. in, before that, he's, he's he's wandered off. I had a chat with Wesley, and uh, I'm just like, oh my god, yeah. It's it's um yeah. I mean, it, it's terrible uh, self isolating. Yeah. Yeah. He's not social distancing, is he? And when the, before they beam the team back, Picard literally says, "Do the maximum decontamination magic transporter thing." Um, mm. So clearly, someone is thinking there may be some sort of viral infectious agent thing going on. We better just screen for that. It doesn't stop anyone touching everybody all the time in that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but they they assume that their their technology their technology can protect them, mm. so they don't have to use yeah. these um, not not touchy touchy methods. I suppose that that's that's an interesting theme that runs in all of these episodes, actually, that with all of our advanced technology and, um, you know, and, and how society is so evolved, mm. still a, a, a virus, virus, a simple virus outbreak can be absolutely devastating. Yeah. Although I would say in both the naked time and the, well, yeah, I, I think you're right, Rick, when you say the naked time, they actually play it a bit more seriously but in the naked now it's 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 far more of a sort of comical episode mm. um and and i guess this the symptoms that they have because it is a virus isn't it um mm. yeah it's it's yeah it is a virus it's passed yeah from person to person it's not a yeah an effect of the sun or anything but the actual symptoms are everyone acts like they're drunk yeah <laughs> which are and, which sort which, of the, maybe the very, least or, yeah. yeah, and some of them get really hot. Yes, yeah, that's it. So in many ways, it's it's like the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, an Except array of all... symptoms you could possibly have, or maybe not have any at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and and it's it's like, I guess it's consistent in the in the way that that is the main symptom that you act like you were drunk, and you're how um, you would be if you were drunk. How I would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody I gets violent. Not not in the TNG no, one, but in but the, in the yeah, yeah in the naked time. There's a dude who's like gonna stab himself with with his mm. um, dinner cutlery. Yikes. Like it's, it's quite a horrific scene. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, um, and and I'm a bit. Good to, I was. I'd be a bit wary of Sulu running around with that with that saber. I mean, yeah, yeah. It does seem worrying. He has a nutty glint in his eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but I, yeah, I like all of the, um, I do quite like all of the insubordination in these episodes. Like, uh, <laughs> right near the beginning of The Naked Now, Geordie's, um, some real back chat to, <laughs> oh to Beverly. And yeah. I mean, they're we've, like, oh, yeah. we've discussed really before that Geordie's, Geordie's character in the first season of Next Gen is a little bit all over the place. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, it's like suddenly he's like he's like shouting at Doctor Crusher that she's got it too hot in there, and then then yeah. when he said that's not like you, it's like oh maybe she's throwing her voice. I'm like, what? I suppose because you have it too hot in here. What else would it be? Doesn't sound like you, Jordy. <laughs> well, well maybe it's not. Maybe she threw her voice. Yeah, and he's like it's just a joke. It's just a joke, guys. Come on, yeah. it's just bants. And it's like it reminded me of like. You know, if you're if you're in a pub and there's maybe someone mm. who's who's like slightly terrifying when they're drunk, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they they say something that's like like just sort of horribly violent, and everyone sort of exchanges glances and like, oh guys, I was just joking. Come on, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. But really, you're thinking, oh, how can we ditch this guy before we move on to the next? Pub because he's he's gonna stab someone tonight. So. <laughs> and uh, and of course the naked. I mean, I, I guess we're getting slightly off topic in terms of looking at the the virus itself. But the naked now does have that classic uh, scene where um, Tasha Yar and Data mm. get it on, get it on, yeah. and we discover Data is fully functional in multiple techniques. Yeah. yeah. And there's well, some quite. We, we say we discover. He he claims well, it. Yes, he claims. We never yeah. actually witness. It might just be That's his bragging subroutine. <laughs> <laughs> it is really uncomfortable when um, we we get a little bit of backstory for Ooh. Tasha Yar mm. about how she was abandoned at the age of five and she had to spend a lot of time trying to avoid rape gangs. Especially when like, watching Ooh. that with your. Uh, five and seven year old children <laughs> yeah yeah because we put it and on then, during dinner one of them goes what what did she say <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah she said that she was just she was acting all crazy because of the virus <laughs> making up crazy words don't want to have to explain what a rape gang is to my <laughs> so, children so, so the naked time has a guy stabbing himself and the naked now a description <laughs> of rape gangs yeah these yeah. are not episodes to be watching with the kids no People say the new uh, Star Trek is is too too violent and adult. No, <laughs> the heck, guys. Um, I mean, I must admit, na- the Naked Now is the first episode I've ever seen. Um, mm. And I watched it. I was about eleven, and I've got to say, the rape gang thing completely passed me by at the time. Mm. Um, I, I, I mainly remember in, totally enjoying the um, the reference back to the original series episode. Yeah, even though I had I'd never seen the original series, so I had no. It was just like you know, whoa, shared set, shared universe back in nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> so you know, Marvel think they're being really clever and original. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I really remember the scene where Data is trying to because the, the the so in the early TNG the chief engineer I guess isn't a main character. No. At this point, and the one of the, the the engineers in engineering has just pulled out all the isolinear chips <laughs> and is like stacking them up like a house of cards. Jim is Jim someone? Um, Jim, Japanese name? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He he does some good drunk acting. <laughs> he, yeah, he, his yeah his drunk acting is is pretty spot on. And he seems sweatier than everyone he else. Does. I like that about him. <laughs> <laughs> but he yes, yeah, so, and there's a scene at the end where Data, um, they, they 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 have to avoid like the the debris from this exploded star, mm. and they need to pop all these isolinear chips back in. To be able to like move the ship, mm. it seems odd that you just have them just yeah exposed like yeah that. Yeah, it, yeah it seems like a bit of a design flaw, but the only one who can pop them in quickly enough is Data, mm-hmm. and he's like um does it really fast and I yeah I really really remember that scene from from watching that first time as a as a kid that that really struck stuck with me I was like. That's so cool. That guy can do that really fast. <laughs> I um I did give a shout out on Twitter the other day because some, something made me think of this episode before we start discussing the the plans for this discussion. Um, that I thought Brent Spiner's uh, drunk acting in this was particularly great, um, particularly when that scene where he's putting them all back in really fast because his facial expression is completely the shit. Hold this together. Hold it together. You're so pissed, yeah. but you've got to hold it together just for this bit. And I just thought it, it, it totally sells that. Um, and Brent Spiner himself liked my tweet. So I was a bit like, yes, Aww. got a like from a noteworthy actor. <laughs> I wonder if he, I wonder if he went to the writers saying, look, can, can data get drunk in this episode, please? Cause so I can broaden my data range a little bit. I, I think yeah. Brent Spiner would want that at any time that they, he could do a bit more around outside of his normal data stuff i think you'd be yeah interested in doing yeah that. usually is, he likes to get it, silly voices in if he can is it explained exactly how he gets intoxicated by it i wonder he does the whole if you prick me do i not bleed mm. thing no yeah. no you don't <laughs> so that is odd because also the um, Crusher manages to manufacture a, an antidote, mm. effectively, uh, or, or you know, um, you know, something that will cure them. And everyone gets that administered through a hypo spray, including Data. Like, uh, I was yeah, like, that, but, but wait a he's minute, he's completely synthetic, he's, isn't he? He's, he's not a robot. There's no, there's no organic component to him. No, no. no. Hmm. Maybe maybe they had to give the injections in, into his emergency inflatable penis. Maybe, <laughs> or maybe simply kind of assimilating the the behaviour to become to right. be maybe, part of the crew. Maybe he was never infected. Yeah. He was just putting it on because he wanted to be more human. Yeah, exactly. In which case, he was quite irresponsible of it, wasn't it? <laughs> There are there is a reference to some elements of him being of an organic nature, um, although I think it's fairly tenuous to say he, that means he can get pissed. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of by the by the point he's pissed, I'm kind of just I'm going with it. You know, you're kind of just like oh, you know, I'm just yeah. gonna go with this. But it is it's an early TNG. Uh, so you you are you know looking back, you're ready for a bit of nuttiness mm. and, and some inconsistencies with the characters. And I don't know I, I actually I hadn't seen the Naked Now in a long time, and I I've got to admit I don't really think it's a very good episode, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, mm. I think that's a it's a hoot. I think that's a good <laughs> summary of it. I I think as well with them having Wesley Crusher as a character on the show, I guess they maybe they need to keep it a little lighter. 
than they did in the original yeah. series episode. Yeah. I've got to say, watching it this afternoon, that device that Wesley had for um, having Picard's voice recordings, and he can put together various fake versions of Picard's statement, that's a really clunky push-button bit of crap. Chief Engineer, report to the bridge. Commander Riker, report to the bridge. Dr. Crusher, report to the bridge. (laughs) What do you think? I think the captain's lucky you're on his side. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it I think it's but good. I like it. I think that's. Either. I think that's. I think I liked. I thought that was a fun thing. To I just think have. with all the all the clear touchscreen stuff they've got and the high tech stuff, it looks really out of place. Oh, he, <laughs> but he's cobbled it together, isn't he? From you know, it's like a little project yeah. for him. I don't know. I think that's harsh, Rick. I think I like that. <laughs> it's like one of those. Little... He could have just recorded some like some wavs on his phone, or but it's like one of those little it. things that you used to be able to get with buttons on that made like different sounds, like a fart sound and a, yeah, a, a, yeah. like a police siren, and you know, <laughs> I like I I liked it. I mean, yeah, I, I thought I feel like there was a point where they decided to go goofy with this episode, and I think it was probably when. I mean, they decided that data would get inebriated too. I think that's when they were going to play it for play it for laughs more than they did with the Naked Time. Although in the Naked Time, there's a brilliant bit where Spock um, talks about um, space madness, which made me chuckle. Mm. <laughs> like that's the <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. something that always strikes me in Naked Time: once McCoy's developed the cure. Um, Kirk stumbles onto the bridge, and Kirk's in a complete daze by this point because he's drunkenly come to the horrific realization that the Enterprise now dominates his life and he can basically never smooch up with the lateral lady, despite the fact he will do this all the time. But um, so he, he stumbles onto the bridge in Kirk days and he doesn't even react when McCoy just rips the sleeve off his uniform and injects him with this cure. And I just thought, why, why, why have you just ripped the arm off his clothes? What are you doing? <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> it's just so random yeah. that McCoy just has to yank the arm off and rip his, his shirt open, and McCoy and Kurt just does not react. He just stares <laughs> blankly ahead for the whole bit, and I'm just like, this has got really weird now. But I, I, I think the, I think the Naked Time is a, is a really good episode actually. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, um, yeah. That's a minor well, odd point in in, 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 a, in a thoroughly good episode. Yeah. Whereas I'd I'd say the naked now. Uh, it depends how how forgiving you are of early TNG. I I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. Say. You have to be kind of forgiving, really. Yeah. But uh... should we um should we talk about um the next episode in our Star Trek chronology which i get which i think is going to be babel yes because it's first season first season um, yeah um and actually yeah this was your suggestion wasn't it um rick e yes well i thought we're we're so close to having one from every series let's get a ds9 in and i was honestly i was thinking it's going to be this or the quickening um but the quickening essentially that nobody in our main crew gets infected and i felt this would maybe be a better choice um, mm. Also, there's kind of having had naked time and naked now. There's similarities, and that it's a first season thing where the crew gets infected. But I think compared to the naked now, Babel is a much more solid, decent episode. I, I mean, I hadn't. I don't know if I'd really seen this episode. Certainly not in a, in a long time, and I, I was surprised uh, revisiting it, like how how good it was, mm. 
how this this real this massive elements to it that are really relevant to the to the whole sort of coronavirus yeah. situation we have now you know like they they lock down the promenade and they're closing shops and businesses and you have people who don't want to uh um you know who are really resistant to that to mm. that lockdown and it's yeah there's it's it's played quite seriously as well isn't it yeah and um to be fair those very decisive quick methods would have been effective if it wasn't for quark (laughs) yeah he's he's basically fucked the whole crew over by um by using some um replicators and guest quarters so uh, well done Quark. yeah but uh there's a great there's a great moment where um odo says to him, well, you know, um... What is going on here? What does it look like? It looks like business as usual. But that's impossible because all shops and businesses have been closed until further notice. Except, of course, for essential station operations. For which this place hardly qualifies. I don't think they'd agree. Basically the attitude that the Weatherspoons boss had to the whole (laughs) coronavirus lockdown thing. Mm. Until he basically got ordered to close the speeds. I think that's been one I mean one of the key things we've seen in the real world is the um the way people will twist the definitions to suit their purposes and a lot of people are not willing to give up elements of their own routine uh Mm -hmm. until they're kind of forced to uh so yeah I thought that was quite a good a good way to depict that on that on that DS9 yeah Mm. And of course, you had people like the uh, ship's captain, who whose livelihood is going to mm. be destroyed by this. Yeah. He mm. can't leave. That's that's him absolutely screwed. And the, yeah. you know, people, that's a very serious point. People will take well in, Yeah, people yeah. take in their their wealth and livelihood as a priority over the health of others that they're going to come in contact with. Well, yes, but I, I think that's 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 that's. that's very harsh judgment you there that's his entire life it might be his family's life it is and i'm kind of coming from the to to make a judgment on on him Mm. for wanting to you know support his family support his crew yeah yeah um and he he made a tough he made the wrong decision yeah Uh, Yeah. i don't think it's come from a from a a, yeah position of selfishness or I think idiocy. I, I had some sympathy for him even though he he was the main cause of the sort of direct peril by the end of yeah. the episode mm. yeah oh yeah i mean undoubtedly he did the wrong thing but yeah but but in in the federation there isn't a need for money so yeah. oh but that is a good point <laughs> that is a good not point a federation. he's not a federation i'm, I'm, I'm just um, saying why my why maybe it's very difficult for that for his viewpoint and the 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 crew's viewpoint, while they're sort of then then yeah. there's no there's no budging there because they don't really yeah. get the economical thing that he's worrying about. Yeah, is he paying for of... is he paying for all the work that's being done on his ship? No, the Federation that's never charged. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's very uppity with O'Brien near the beginning. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, we see we see in a in a very nearby episode um, when the Tosk comes through the wormhole um, that O'Brien specifically states there. You know, we'll just fix your ship, no charge. It's cool. We'll just fix it because we're we're nice. Yes, mm. but is he allowed to leave in, unless his ship is is 
space worthy. That's another thing. Uh, go. The Federation will blast you out of the sky <laughs> if your space MOT isn't uh, up to date, uh, <laughs> or your uh, space road tax. Space road tax. I think. I think in Tosk's case, he had no, he had no choice. The ship wasn't going to go anywhere without being fixed. What What did you guys think of the so the virus itself in this episode? Because um, the the symptoms are quite different from what we have seen in in other episodes then that people don't turn into zombies mm. or mm. act like they're drunk they go nutty they get um aphasia aphasia uh and i i thought this was a, this was a really interesting uh, and a really unusual symptom mm. and i thought they played the sort of uh the the, the sort of horror element of of that really well Mm. Um, because I, I think, because you know, people, people start talking all crazy mm. and they can't communicate or understand. understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Communication, things. they can't. Yeah. And I, I liked that the, the sort of moments of, of horror when, when people suddenly start displaying these symptoms mm. where they, there's, there's some good acting in this episode as well. I thought, mm. the, the, you know, actors get across that idea of, of sort of frustration and not being able to communicate yeah. well. Yeah. It's like being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a few drinks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that was something when I watched it this afternoon, I sort of really enjoyed um the the various emotional ranges that a lot of the actors were putting on with sort of confusion, frustration, and sort of ultimately like dejected resignation. That's like shit, I've got it. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Now, I think there was a there was a danger in this episode of those symptoms of uh, 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 could come off as comical, mm. and I th- yeah. and I I think they pulled it off. I think they kept it. I, I, there wasn't any point that I thought it was hilarious that everyone was talking junk nonsense, except, from- <laughs> except for right near the end where Cisco suddenly shouts bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cross barrels. All job appalled. What was that? Bread. And that did make me chuckle. Um, and I felt guilty. Um, <laughs> I, d- I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just there's something funny about the word bread. <laughs> bread. It's just it was like a really tense moment, and then he he suddenly started displaying displaying symptoms, and yeah. uh, it was really unhelpful <laughs> at that point in the episode. Bread. I think I think some of the made some of the best comedy in the episode probably comes from the fact that poor Odo was stuck being we're stuck with Quark and they were both the only yeah. ones immune. And I think yeah. Odo, Quark's smugness. Mm, well Odo's increasingly <laughs> desperate. Smugness. Yeah. yeah. You can see you can see the panic coming with Odo. Like, shit, I've got to run the whole station myself. Oh yeah. shit. Quark's gonna help me. Shit, me and a Quark. <laughs> oh shit, I could be stuck quarantined on the station for the rest of my life with just Quark. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like it's a quote. It, it's brilliant. It's one of their. It's, yeah. it's a really nice level of interaction between them too, because um, Quark's totally got the upper hand in sees Odo's discomfort and maximizes that. Yes, I love the stuff near the end where uh, uh, there's a, the um, Cisco sort of puts out a call to say, "Look, if there's anyone who can still understand me, basically who is not infected, can you please come to the bridge because we need someone to help with operations." 
and uh, then he, you know, he's infected and he's sort of out of the, the picture. Flipping Quark shows up. <laughs> and the look on Ode's face. <laughs> it's yeah. just great. It's a really nice comedy when he, when Quark, he, Ode has to sort of beam down to the, to, he needs to like release the locking clamps manually mm, on that yeah. captain's ship because he's trying to blast off and he's going to he's going to wreck the station mm-hmm. and, and quark's like oh i think i've i think i've seen people do this before and oh, it's like yes. what and quark's like energize see ya <laughs> it's a nice little moment of comedy yeah it works. It uh, you mean to say you never handled the controls yourself energizing and quark has this little moment when he's down um shouting at um people who've been infected trying to get them to pay their bar tabs. <laughs> yes. mm. I think maybe that's be- the better demonstration that I was maybe getting at before about the um, the people who are maybe valuing their own economic well-being over the health of other people. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. as yeah. you say, the captain the, the, the captain who's trying to leave has a, has a sympathetic edge because he's, got, he's desperate and he has got to provide, whereas Quark, mm. you know... Yeah. Um, and Quark's also doing that marvelous, okay. marvelous thing where someone doesn't understand you, so he's just going to shout louder and slower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the doctor's never thought about that. <laughs> he's very British at that moment, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's, it's, quite, I... it's good. This, this for an early Deep Space Nine episode, um, and you can see that this is when. They were trying to make Deep Space Nine have all the feel of next gen type thing. The stories and everything was very reminiscent of next gen style because mm. there was it was newly launched and the studio were keeping this close eye. And I think when they got to series two, everyone was looking at the end of next gen and then they were looking at the start of Voyage. And that's from that point, DS9 was kind of left alone and grew into its own thing. So this is, I always find series one of Deep Space Nine this interesting sort of period where they're trying to force Deep Space Nine into this next generation-shaped hole, in a way. And you can see some of the mm. early stories before before everyone sort of looks at, looks at other things, and then Deep Space Nine can grow into its own shape. Um, so it's kind of yeah. a very mixed bag season, but this is a really good episode. It's thoroughly mm. enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I was surprised how much I'd, I, I enjoyed this one. And out mm. of all of the episodes we've picked, this feels like it's the most, uh, it's the most virus outbreaky episode. Yes. Actually. Yeah. yeah. It's the one that really uh, captures the sort of the kind of paranoia and the the horror and and, and like the repercussions of a of a virus outbreak. Mm. I think. Yeah. It's the most real, I think, of the of the set. Yeah. Yeah. So the the cause of the virus turns out to be an old device which is left on the station eighteen years ago by Bajoran terrorists, mm. and Kira gets to go off and uh, have a a little adventure and and like basically kidnap basically, yeah. a, a doctor, a doctor and infect him herself by getting right up close to his face, breathing right in his face, <laughs> and then make so, you're gonna have him, to solve this, buddy. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know, ethically, it's pretty uh, dark. But, but you get the job done. You're with her though, yeah. Like, because he, he he could help, and he just doesn't he want to. He refuses to. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Kira is not Starfleet. 
So it's, this is a good yeah. early yeah. demonstration that Kira does not work to the Starfleet tune. You know, she doesn't go to the, she doesn't march to that drum yet. Um, yeah. And, and also, again, when you think of like the stuff now, where you hear reports where people like cough in other people's face, you know, mm. and that's like basically it's a, for, it's a it's a form of assault at this point because it's mm. it's, it's a method of deliberate. For, for when Kira gets right up close to that guy and he turns, he's, he's trying to turn away from her. His face, his expression, and his, his movement to turn away is like, and the way she's like right up, it's like flipping out. This is quite eerie and, you know, very, for something that was made so many years ago, it really rings true for our current situation. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's an uncomfortable scene in a way. She should have licked him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And um, I, I think it's, it's interesting. <laughs> That in both in early uh, early TNG original series and DS Nine we have a sort of virus outbreak mm. episode. Do you think it's it's kind of a story where you can uh, get to know the characters a bit? These quite newly introduced characters because it, mm. it's sort of a bottle episode, really, isn't it? Mm. Um, except for the bit where Kira goes off in a yeah. shuttle. Mm. Um, but it's it's a good opportunity to. Uh, to get to know your main cast a bit, actually, yeah, if yeah. everyone's infected. Mm. Well, it's it's interesting because Roddenberry very much viewed Naked Time and Naked Now as is exactly that that the whole intoxication was a story device for people to let slip their vulnerable, you know, inner feelings. <laughs> so, mm. and it's it's this very way, it's this great way for early on them to become so open and you to get to know them. So, hence why you have scenes like. Spock breaking down about trying to control his dual heritage and Kirk about the women under his command and things like that. And so Naked Time, mm. Naked Now was rehashed purely so for Roddenberry to say, this is how who our characters are now and this is how you're going to get to know them in one episode flat. Um, whereas Deep Space Nine, as you say, it does the same thing, but without having to have this drunk disease going around. Yeah. Because we get to yeah. see how the how the characters act under a crisis in a crisis, in a very interesting way. Plus, it starts a really great trope in DS Nine where um, O'Brien <laughs> suffers. Yes, because <laughs> he's like the, the first five minutes of the episode is basically just get everyone getting up in O'Brien's face, mm. telling him about everything that's broken on the stage. But he has to personally yeah. fix. Like he's the only member of the engineering crew. <laughs> Yeah, poor O'Brien, and then and then, so you know that which nearly sort of breaks him emotionally. Mm. He does some, he gets pretty sassy with old Captain Cisco. He does. <laughs> and then I, I loved how right at the end of the episode, the the virus, you know, cure is found, that everything's kind of over, and then Cisco uh, goes to a replica replicator and gets himself a coffee. And he tastes it, and it's there's something wrong with it. And he's like, O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> O'Brien! Oh, fucking hell, give the guy a break, he nearly died. <laughs> this I, coffee I was tastes like shit. It is, it yeah. is shit. Cisco. <laughs> I was hoping that would be a recurring thing that every so often at the end of an episode, something, Cisco would discover some sort of scheme had gone awry and be like, O'Brien! But it didn't happen that way. No. Um, 
Should we should we talk about the um, the last episode that we're going to discuss, which is the classic Voyager episode, uh, Macrocosm? Yes. Yes. Because this episode is a bit silly. Uh, <laughs> Just a little bit. Especially especially after the fairly serious <laughs> yes. DS9 episode. But, uh, but it, it's an absolute it's an absolute blast, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. So as as I think we. Um, no, we haven't. We we discussed it very briefly uh, off podcast. We did. Um, but but in this episode, um, so Janeway and uh, Neelix. Neelix are often <laughs> thanks, Rick. <laughs> often a little mission uh, to to talk to some some pretty crazy aliens yeah, who have some, aliens. Attack, some really attack, unusual time. The attack, attack, attack yeah. which we once again had to keep explaining. To our kids, why is he doing yeah. that? Yeah, um, so oh, we, we, yeah, we were, uh, uh, our daughter was couldn't sleep last no. night, so she came came down to watch it, and she was really confused by the tactic. She was. It's like, why are they like that? Why are they doing that? Why is he looking up like that? <laughs> Basically, that is Janeway's reaction <laughs> <laughs> as well. But interesting, an aside, mm. um, as you and I discussed last night, there. Um, it it wasn't the normal uh, TNG snootiness. Let's laugh at the silly aliens and their mm. silly ways. Mm. She was just frustrated. Janeway was frustrated with the Tac Tac because she couldn't get them. Mm. She couldn't yeah. understand them. She couldn't talk to them. I have studied chromo linguistics, American Sign Language, the gestural idioms of the Leyron, but I just couldn't get the hang of the Tac Tac. Um, and that frustration found... was sort of on, uh, it was inward looking, it yeah, was on herself yeah. that she had failed in being yeah. able to communicate she also, with them. She found them, you know, quite difficult. difficult. You know, they, yeah. they, they're obviously not the most forgiving species, but it wasn't It wasn't that they were stupid mm. and they were their silly alien ways. So I found, I found that quite heartening. Yeah. 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 So it's a bit mm. of an aside. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, they get the back to the ship, yeah. and uh, the ship, it, no one's there. Mm. Like, what the hell is going on? Um, everything and it's is moved, hasn't it? It's not where it should be. That's it. Yeah, yeah. and it turns out all of the crew are holed up in the uh, like the mess hall. Yeah, um, and they sort of you know make their way there. But on the way, uh, Neelix gets attacked by some kind of beastie. Mm, gets mm-hmm. gooped. And it's 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 an oddly structured episode because it's pro- we're probably about twenty minutes in before um, Janeway finds that the doctor, mm-hmm. uh, the EMH, is still active, and he then goes into uh, the actual story of what's happened, mm-hmm. and that takes up a big chunk of the episode. And a virus that they 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 found a, a planet where the population were infected with a virus, mm-hmm. and is it like a mine? It's a I mine, think. Yeah. Um, and the virus has, has absorbed some growth hormones and it has left the microscopic world mm. and entered the macroscopic world. <laughs> and it is now uh, a big virus that you actually have to fight with your hand or a knife your or knife. a phaser rifle. Stubby, stubby virus. <laughs> and so, yeah, the difference in this episode compared with the other episodes is that the virus is like... Uh, an alien beastie yeah. <laughs> that you have to physically fight. Mm-hmm. 
which is interesting. I've only just thought of. How does it fly? Um, The big one. You know, the really big one. Because I don't think it has wings, does it? It buzzes like a fly. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, Yeah, how can it... Because there's gravity on the ship Mm. and it's big. So maybe maybe we're looking at at flies all wrong. Maybe the wings are just a complete red herring and it's buzzing (laughs) that makes them fly. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 I think you discovered something there. Yeah, yeah. That headcanon works for me. Maybe it's just full of air. I didn't discover it. The the CGI guys from Voyager discovered it. Yeah, maybe it's like, or maybe it's full of helium. A balloon. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a balloon. Yeah. They do look a bit inflated. They do. But then, then, when Janeway stabs one, surely it would have just flown around crazy going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the, I think the most uh, sort of outbreaky slash virusy parts of the episode are in the flashbacks where we see the early stages of the infection. Mm. And um, similarly with the DS Nine episode, it's it comes down to a replicator, and the but it's the biogel that's yes. got infected, yeah. hasn't it? And it explodes all over Balana's face, <laughs> and then she gets a. Oh, is it? Calm Sorry. Oh, the memory is fruitier than because <laughs> the doctor had been the doc, the they, there's been a distress there had been a distress call, hadn't there, at a mining colony, and the doctor went down to try and help out. And when he came back, he like in the brief in the brief moment he applied the biofilters or whatever, uh, this virus was able it to get out went... and infect yeah. and infect with that, yeah. that bioneural gel pack mm. and the rest is mm-hmm. and, and the, the symptoms are um everyone gets sweaty and hearts mm-hmm. so a fever again yeah um like and then just nauseous like, just ill just yeah being really poorly yeah but the but the real threat in the episode is the then the virus um becomes a, a physical threat and mm-hmm. that's the that's the, the real threat in the episode, I think. Mm. And uh, yeah, Janeway gets really hot, so she strips down to her vest. Yeah, she was wearing spends... three layers. A lot. She, yeah, yeah, I was thinking she... that. That's a lot of layers, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's funny, when we were watching The Naked Now at dinner time, uh, our daughter Emily said, if Geordie's really hot, he's wearing a long sleeve top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that is a really good point. He's not. He's made no effort to try and cool down, has he? He's not even taken a shower in all his clothes. <laughs> he should have gone to t-shirt. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, she gets her. She's she's in her sweaty vest. Yeah, Ella Ripley. Of, Ella Ripley. She's got some sort of harness. Oh no, yeah. it's a bag. Is it a bag? Yeah, no, it's a bag. It's an action it? bag full of like action weapons ba- and yeah. bombs and stuff. Um, yeah. And, and I gun. love, there's a really brutal part of the episode where to sort of distract the, the physical oh, viruses, yeah. they activate the, the holodeck. Mm. And it's like, it's just really horrible. They open up the doors and there's all these, it's like a holodeck oh, God, version yeah. of the riser, it looks like. Yeah. It's horrific. All these viruses come in and start attacking the people. Janeway's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> My jeez, the doctor's right there, Janeway. <laughs> yeah. How does he feel about that? <laughs> um, and then I love that the uh, 
the the solution is to make a kind of a it's like an antigen bomb or something yeah. she describes it as which is going to detonate because uh, they can't they they've got a they've got a solution but they can't um release the antidote mm. as a as a gas for reasons for reasons yeah and so yeah Janeway makes a, it into a bomb uh, and a little face oh, she has a <laughs> she has a really a cool one liner and i can't remember what it is something like oh we need to drop the bomb on this virus <laughs> but it's better than that <laughs> less less literal <laughs> i've just described what he does no <laughs> But it's cooler than that. I'll, I'll get it in the clip and I'll pretend it, I'll, I'll edit that's... it so it's like I remember. Yeah. It. I put together what you might call an antigen bomb. Now all I have to do is drop it. But but yeah, the I think it's fair to say that the the CG effects in this episode haven't <laughs> maybe aged well. <laughs> There's a particularly ropey effect right near the end where Janeway is sort of wrestling with a virus. Yeah, hand to hand, combat. hand to hand, and her her hands are all over the place, and the virus is like, like sort of, you know, it, it does not look like she's wrestling no. with that virus. I've got to say, no. But but that is that is part of the fun of this episode. <laughs> I think it doesn't um, take anything away from it. It makes it more, as you say, more charming. Actually, yeah. Yeah, what what do you guys uh, what did you guys think of this episode? I thought it was a fun sort of B movie episode. It's the concept of the macrovirus is a bit daft, but I did like that, and I think that mm. it's nice to have that kind of use the Doctor as the sort of flashback device to set up what happened, and and yeah, and, mm. and it's it's always good to have that moment where. Like we were talking about before, like there's always a point in these episodes where they know what's happening and they're trying to contain it, and that and that doesn't work, and then they have to deal with an outbreak, basically. Um, um, mm. I thought that I, I felt that whilst silly, the the macroviruses are quite threatening. They're weird looking, and um, <laughs> I don't get how you kill a macrovirus by stabbing it because what do you what do you kind of <laughs> what are you killing? Yeah. What are you, it doesn't have a heart. Um, yeah, or a brain. Or a brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but the good but the thing like, like with stuff like this for me, I don't mind the kind of uh, the ropey special effects. If anything, they sort of give it a bit of charm because like in old B in old B movies, you can clearly tell you know you can see what's going on. You can they don't and I I felt that with this with the the bit where like the the doctors kind of got a. He's holding a macrovirus, and basically, <laughs> basically, they've gone to Robert Picardo and going, "Look, look, Bobby. I'm sure they call him Bobby. Um, <laughs> like, look, Bobby. Um, so here's what's happening. Your character has to kind of wrestle with this sort of beach ball with spiky legs, macrovirus monster. Can you can you do that for me? Can you can you do that for me, Bobby? And they're like, and he's like, I can, <clears throat> and he does, yeah. and. <laughs> So I think he's like, wait a minute, let me check my contract. Okay, I have to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, if anything, that added some charm to it for me. You know, it's because mm. it's. I think with with something like this, you kind of have to enjoy that element of it, the silliness. Mm. But but it did still have that kind of. It still did still have the 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 same sort of progression that all the other episodes have had in terms of 
of a viral outbreak, I thought. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it, it does have that, um, uh, it sort of taps into that horror of, like you say, like a virus that's out of control and you can't contain it anymore. Mm. Um, and that those scenes, um, yeah, there was like a, like a real sense of sort of panic. It's like, well, what are they going to do? They're, they're, it's, it's too late. The virus is everywhere. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I thought those were, those were sort of some quite effective moments of horror. And, and actually, there's some scene uh, quite early on when they get into the ship and it's abandoned. Well, it's, it's not abandoned, but it's it's empty. They don't know where everyone is. Mm-hmm. Some of those scenes are pretty eerie yeah. and some, mm-hmm. some effective horror um, there, I thought. Yeah. There's, there's a lot there that's reminiscent of uh, Next Gen's Genesis in, um, in that the captain and another mm. crew member come back, find the ship adrift. Um, and there's sort of a very haunted house feel as they explore the ship and try and t- determine what's happened. Uh, I mean, that's what I suppose Genesis could have qualified for discussion here because that's essentially a a contagious viral thing that goes around and yeah de-evolves everyone. But uh, we'll maybe save that if we ever do a follow-up on this episode. Yeah. But I guess I- we did talk about Genesis in our um, nutty uh, season seven episodes mm. look so if, if you'd like listeners if you want to hear us talk about genesis <laughs> uh go check out that episode um, um but you're right yeah, yeah. and I, 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 i've got a second what rick says about the effects because if we got all hung up about how great the effects were you know how would we ever watch the original series again yeah so, yeah uh, but I, I love that they they went all out and they they tried <laughs> with this episode, and you you got to kind of imagine a like a special effects guy sort of going, ah, guys, I don't think this is going <laughs> to look very good. Like, um, <laughs> like we've only got the money to sort of do two or three shots of these macrovirus beasties, and like this is the like it's going to take us a day to render this effect, and this is the best. I don't think, I don't think this is really going to work, and they they kind of go, ah. That's fine. We've got twenty six episodes of this season. People, people will will let this one go. Just, just do it. Just churn it out. I think though, and, there was uh, a tendency to be very accepting of CGI effects, particularly in the early days, because it was so like never seen anything like this. Mm. I, th- I, th- I think I think that maybe they suffer when you look back, but probably at the time. I mean, I remember at the time thinking, "My God." These are like massive flying germs. That's incredible. Now when I watch it, I'm like, I kind of feel they should have given Kate Mulgrew something physical to interact with. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because actually, that's maybe more of an issue. There may have been more realism if she actually had a solid object, even if they just gave her an, an overinflated beach ball to work with when she's trying to wrestle yeah. this thing. Like yeah, you say, you're her, right, actually. Her it's, hands it's are everywhere. Not- yeah, they are. She's very handsy with that virus. <laughs> but it's not, yeah, it's not the um, CGI, which which admittedly has not aged well. It's not just that, it's the, the interaction. It's, yeah, 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 it's how the, and, and clearly she was just told, uh, like, like uh, a, a crazy virus is coming at you. React, yeah, stab, yeah, stab, stab it, stab, stab it, right, Kate. Stab. They're like, oh, that wasn't very good, mm. but... It, Shooting is wrapped for today. It's five o'clock, so <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> but but I, I have a I have a lot of fondness for this episode. Actually, I think it's uh, 
it's a really fun one to watch. Mm. Well, I think what's really important about it is that it sh- it's it, it shows a great new side to Janeway. Mm. Um, that you know, she she gets down to she does the diehard thing, like with Starship Mind for Picard, that shows um, that sh- that shows our our elder gentle stately gentleman of, known for his diplomacy and negotiation to be able to like lay traps and crawl about crawl spaces and beat guys up in single combat. And likewise, yeah. Janeway can like face off a weird monster. You know, she goes all diehard, crawls about, and does the yeah, um, and, and does the kick-ass action hero stuff. So. Yeah, you're right. If if you were going to pick an episode that portrayed Janeway, Janeway's badass side, this would be a good one to pick. Mm. I think. Um, can Can anyone think of any other um, virus episodes that, or sort of outbreak episodes that we could have picked? Um, because you're right, yeah, you're right about Genesis, Rick. Um, I think that that'd be a really good one that we could have gone with. Mm. Um, and yes, you, you, and I guess in late DS9, there is a disease which is um, uh, affecting the uh, the founders, isn't oh, yeah, there? Yes, of course, yeah. Mm. That runs over many episodes. Mm. And in Voyager, there's um, the the the, the Vidians who have the phage. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. But I guess we see. I guess we see them as after after the effect of a. Because yeah. the the phage isn't particularly infectious. It's just it's ravaged. It's ravaged the Vidian society, hasn't it? So it's more. Mm. It's more. It's yeah. more the effect that it's had on them. They're they're, they're almost like a, like a post apocalyptic society, I suppose. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's a society that's been it's been destroyed by a virus and they're they're sort of coping with the yeah with the effects of it another voyager episode i was thinking of do you remember the one where there are um uh, there are duplicate there's like a duplicate voyager yeah and they they all start i mean it's not a a virus but they they all start breaking down don't they they? and Mm. yeah yeah that's heart-rending it's also that one Mm. where um Chakotay and Janeway get a disease and have to stay on that planet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That there's a, a original series episode where there is a disease where they. I think that the main character has been down to a planet, and if they leave, then this 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 disease is going to affect them. Oh, um, the the Omega Glory. Yes. Yeah. Which is a a weird episode. Mm. Oh, there's also that episode of um, TNG where Riker gets uh, trombone fever. (laughs) 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 You just can't stop playing that trombone. Trombona fever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh hell. Well, that's one. That's one. That's one of the symptoms, isn't it? I think of trombone fever. He had that the whole seven seasons. Yeah, he was patient zero of trombone fever. Yeah, yeah. There's some great um, uh, sort of uh, isolation episodes of Star Trek, actually. We could have looked at the Void uh, from mm-hmm. um, Voyager, where she's the one where they go into a sort of region of space where there's no, it's just empty. There's no stars or anything. And they they really suffer kind of, Psychologically, mm. as they're as they're traveling through that space, yeah. Because Neelix, um, Neelix that, doesn't that Neelix requ- request to replicate curtains through the windows in his room, so he doesn't have to stare mm. out into the void all the time. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's a that's a great episode. I mm. think observer effect on Enterprise when um, Hoshi and Trip are infected, and they have to be they have to stay in isolation, um, and it turns out it's the Organians have deliberately infected them to see how they react, and they do this to lots of people. Mm. Um, oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, oh, learning curve when all the, all the gel packs get infected with the virus. Oh yeah, yeah. That's quite good. And like, there's an episode of uh, Enterprise that I love where um, they're 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 all going through. Maybe it's in the third season. Uh, Doctor Flox is basically the only person who's still awake. Um, everyone has to yeah. go into sort of hibernation as they go through like a highly radiated part of space mm. or something. Um, and but it but it and and T'Pol is with him. But it turns out. But it turns out she's the head character. He was going. He was kind of going nuts in in yeah. isolation. I, I love that episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. Yeah, but yeah, those are some of the episodes that you could have had, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. And instead, we chose uh, a, a mixed bag <laughs> of um, <clears throat> virus outbreak episodes. Of course, if what, you're we... sick of the coronavirus and being an isolated and hearing about it all the time, this is probably a terrible episode to have listened to at all. Yeah. <laughs> you're Sorry right. about that. We want it to be kind of topical, but really, just we're, a... we haven't helped anyone, thing, have right? we? <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say, if you had to pick uh, a favourite out of the these episodes that we, we've chosen, what would, you, what would you go for? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I would as yeah. well. Yeah, I would. I think, I mean, I think Babel is probably on all fronts, ticks all the boxes and is the best. I'm very nostalgic for The Naked Now because it was the first Trek I've ever watched. Mm. And I just yeah. really enjoy Macrocosm because it's so much fun. It is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah. Babel is the best, like it's the highest quality one. But I would say any of the others, all of them are, are pretty great yeah. in one way or another. Mm. I really, I really like the. Naked Time, because that's an original series mm. episode that I hadn't watched a lot, and it felt like I almost felt like I was watching it for the first time because I, I remembered so little about it. And it's really good, so so yeah, mm, I, I yeah. might pick the Naked Time just because of that novelty of that felt the like, that felt like the one I hadn't seen before, so it was nice to watch mm. that almost new. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. and I do, I do think Impulse is an absolutely cracking Enterprise action episode. Yeah, uh, like I, I don't know if it sort of captures the the horror of a virus outbreak like it's, the other episodes do, but it's, I think it's a, it's a thrill ride. Oh, it is, yeah, it yeah. is. I'd like, I, I just wanted to sing its praises a little bit because you, you know, I, I really love that episode. Don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, guys, we're, we're we're nearly an hour and twenty minutes in. I think we should think about drawing this episode to a close. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to. Say, it, no. I don't even want to say this words. Does anyone have any final thoughts? <laughs> no. Yes. No. Me neither. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh... No, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> Oh well, thank thanks very much for listening, everyone. Yeah, um, I've enjoyed doing this one. It's been fun, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, love yeah. fun. <clears throat> Stay safe. So, yeah, a little bit of escapism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely take your mind off the uh, the old uh, virus outbreak what that's virus going on outbreak? in the real world by listening to our podcast where we discuss <laughs> virus outbreaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Um, but yes, as Rick says, stay safe, everyone. Indeed. And um, we'll we'll continue producing uh, podcasts for your uh, entertainment. Indeed. Yes. Hopefully, without touching on subjects <laughs> that just remind you of of the grim situation of your reality. Yes. And and definitely not touching uh, our listeners. No, <laughs> you know, not, you know, not that they're not touchable. No, no, <laughs> no. But you know, yeah. I mean, we're isolating. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, that's, that's what we're true. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Once this is all over, we'll touch you as much as you want. <laughs> yeah, you want definitely as much as you want. If anyone wants, or as little, as you want. or as little as you want. <laughs> Please, uh, please send me a letter to um, twenty. I'm not going to grab that. Jesus, <laughs> you just never know. Uh, cool. Well, uh, <coughs> on that weird oh. note. Um, let Let's say goodbye. 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 Bye. Bye everyone. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? Bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdecksradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at ten backward, ten being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. 10 Backward. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that 10 backward 10 backward bread